right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Nadja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but I do this show to change the way you look at money and everything else around you because it absolutely matters. Today is Monday, March 20th, 2023. And what a great day it is. We had a whole bunch of Cryptopians that had birthdays over the weekend. I want to say happy birthday to you as well. But the Cryptopians who were born today on March 20th, happy birthday to you. John Enoch Freeman, Talisha Jones, Candy Little, Claudia Okire, Tish Jones, Cynthia McNair, and Tanya Forrest Hall. To each and every one of you, I want to say happy birthday to you. May today be filled with all the love, joy, peace, and happiness you deserve on your special day because you are special. And happy birthday again to you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a popping space, as I have to say. I have been I'm in Chicago. I'm still in Chicago. I'm actually in the airport, O'Hare Airport, headed back into Los Angeles. And I have to tell you that the Chicago community is ripe and ready to learn about cryptocurrency the right way. Because unfortunately, because of FTX and Mayor Lori Lightfoot, uh, FTX was introduced to the community. Tons of people have lost money and they are disgruntled about it. They want to know the real about cryptocurrency. In fact, a lot of them are staying away from cryptocurrency because they felt as if, as if uh, they were in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And unfortunately, FTX was not that specifically for our community. They were not the right individuals to be ushered in here by the mayor. And so we've got a lot of work to do in Chicago. We've got a lot of work to do with our youth. We've got a lot of work to be done with our community at large here. And so I'm up for it. You know, I'm here for it. So I just have to just say, uh, you know, to each and every one of you listening, we have a lot to do in every single area. And, um, you know, we're going to make this thing happen. And so I'm super excited to be educating you today. I did not want today to pass without the opportunity to really get in depth to some of the macro things that are happening. Not necessarily cryptocurrency. We are going to talk about the price of Bitcoin. 
and we're going to talk about some of the things that are happening. But I need you all to see the big picture all in one place, because as we talk about money, a lot of different things affect our money. And we've got to be on top of all of the game at the same time in order to make the best decisions for our family. But before we go any further, I am going to jump into our quote for the day. And our quote today comes from Adam Levine. And it basically says, as value goes up, heads start to swivel and skeptics soften. Starting a new currency is easy. Anyone can do it. The trick is getting people to accept it because it's their use that gives money value. And I totally wholeheartedly agree with that. Again, that's Adam B. Levine that stated that. And ladies and gentlemen, I have always contended that uh, the spending of Bitcoin and people being able to utilize Bitcoin uh, for purchases and things of that are going to bring mass adoption. But I do want to still continue to reiterate for us as a community right now, I feel as though my plan, my game plan is one of the best that I've heard. And right now that's stacking Satoshis and holding. Satoshis being that small fractional part of Bitcoin. It is absolutely imperative that that we do that right now. We don't necessarily need to spend, ladies and gentlemen. We are in a recession. It may be camouflage, but we are in a recession. And in a couple of days, we're going to find out what Jerome Powell is doing with the interest rates. And you know, again, if the interest rates go up, it's designed to stop us from spending. And then we have the government who wants us to spend because they need our taxes from the items that we pay and the different things that we do. And so as we sit in the middle of this tug of war, ladies and gentlemen, we need to be holding on to everything that we have to just really wait and see what the economy is going to do. He's supposed to raise interest rates. I was thinking 50 basis points. Maybe we got 25 basis points coming. We don't know. But what does that mean to me? What does that mean to you? It means that this is an opportunity for us to sit Not sit waiting idly, but sit and continue to pay attention to all of the things that are going on in the macro, in the micro, in our banks, in our communities. Start paying attention to items and things that we may have to do in the very near future to secure our households and different things of that sort. And so, yes, we're here talking about money. We're getting ahead of the crypto curve because we're learning about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin and all of these things. But ladies and gentlemen, this ethos is about self-sovereignty. And so I'm going to continue talking to you about things like purchasing uh, Krugerrand gold, purchasing making sure that you have enough water for your family, making sure that you have enough food for your family for a time such as this. We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. And why do I say that? We're going to talk about that, ladies and gentlemen. When we come forward, I need to share with you what I have found and research. Again, I'm all facts. Do not trust me, verify. I'm going to give you things that you need to take a look at to just have your facts in place. Uh to make sure that the facts that I'm giving you are in place and correct. But we've always got to be conscious. God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of sound mind. And I feel sound mind has all to do with what you know and what you learn and what you have prepared for. Because proper preparation beats all the time. Any type of poor performance that we can have. And we've got to prepare right now. 
And so when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll continue this conversation. We have got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome forward. Welcome forward. Well, we got a lot of things going on right now. And so I'm just going to digress as I talk about some of the climate I'm feeling right now and some of the things that I'm watching. As we all know, it is reported that President Donald Trump possibly could be arrested tomorrow. And the bottom line to all of this, without going into politics or anything like this, he has called for his followers to protest. And he didn't specifically say protest in a nonviolent way. But what I'm hearing, ladies and gentlemen, is they are continuing to put issues in front of people, letting them know who to protest against, not just against the government, but because of the fact that they keep mentioning this stay woke. And we know who utilizes the word woke. Most of us use it, use it in our communities. And so it's putting an eye on our community as part of the problem, which we have absolutely nothing to do with what's going on. But as I'm listening to different conversations in different communities, I'm continuing to hear this thing where they're making insinuations, just kind of, just kind of slightly, I'm going to say it that way, because it's a sly way that they're doing it, saying things like Antifa and and all the, and talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter and all these things, just putting it in the minds of people that a protest are going to be done. It needs to be against the government and against us because we are taking money, asking for reparations. Like I've heard all of these things over the, over the weekend in these small groups. And I'm purposely online getting into some of these a conversation so I can really start to see how they're thinking, how they're actually pitting people against what is the money system as well as the government system. And unfortunately, the black and brown community, just for whatever reason, we always get tied into things. And so as I'm listening to tomorrow, I am saying to each and every one of my listeners, I know we're here for ahead of the crypto curve, but if I knew something that would be helpful to you and your family, I'm going to give that to you. And so please forgive me for taking time to share with you that I really feel like tomorrow there are going to be demonstrations of all sorts because it looks like, again, he's going to get arrested. In fact, I'm here in Chicago and I'm watching some of the uh, and in New York's not far, it's far, but not far as California. Uh, but I'm watching how they're starting to put out barricades and different things around the police stations, even here in Chicago. Uh, but they're doing it in New York and they're expecting some sort of uprise. And so while they're expecting those uprises, I'm going to just tell our community it would behoove us to go do our shopping and some of the things that we need to do so that we're at home, not scared, but prepared for the things that may come in the event that these Trump followers or these Trump um, the people that have listened to Trump and, and are going to protest if they take to the streets and do whatever they do, 
We're not in the middle of that. We're not in the mix of that because it's not our battle. It's not our fight. And so I want to say that first and foremost, but there's also been so many different things that are happening in the banking space right now. As I stated, you all know that they are specifically making sure that, um, that we are choked out as far as getting Bitcoin on ramps and cryptocurrency on ramps out of the way so that they can usher in this central bank digital currency. It's happening. It's happening more and more. And we are watching what they're now calling Operation Choke Point 2.1, 2.0 is underway. And crypto is in its crosshairs, ladies and gentlemen. And as we begin, um, as this trickle turns into a flood, and I'm thinking it's turning into a flood of U.S. government using the banking sector to actually organize a sophisticated, widespread crackdown against the cryptocurrency industry. We've got to really pay attention to what's going on. And I'm going to tell you all just because I can. Um, as a cryptocurrency exchange, as a person that has the same Op, uh, opportunity to sell and buy Bitcoin as cracking Coinbase, Binance, all of those. There are individuals that are calling me now that would normally not call me to ask me what they should do for their constituents. Because the bottom line is there are so many people in America that are unbanked. I've been screaming to the hills for all of you all that are banked to really figure out what you need to do with your funds right now in the next couple of months, because it's critical. It's a critical time. But today I've received a call from at least two attorneys, one from the Latinx community and another one from the Chinese community. And they're wanting to figure out what they need to do to take action for their communities immediately, not as it relates to the bank, as it relates to all of them that are holding cash and very uncomfortable with the fact that people like DeSantis are actually in the process right now of just making up all these laws around immigrants. And again, I'm not here to say right or wrong. People should be here. People shouldn't be here. But we shouldn't be living in fear. We shouldn't have to worry about, you know, what's going to happen with our hard earned money. But if you haven't seen the headlines, again, this is a cryptocurrency show. But I'm going to tell you that it definitely uh, hurts of the cryptocurrency space if those individuals that are immigrants that are getting money making money and sending it back to their country are unable to do so because they don't have the on-ramps but DeSantis right now is stating that it is or he's pushing a bill in Florida that makes it illegal to actually live with ride in a car with or employ anybody that's an immigrant and we already know in, in Florida, DeSantis has gotten Rosa Parks books out of um, out of the school system. Anything that has to do with black history, they're removing a lot of that from the school districts in Florida. And so we're in a precarious situation as a community. Uh, but economically, we will be great if we do the things that we need to do. And those economic things will help us in the future to move the needle on the things that we need. But we've got to have money in place. We can't be poor and, and in a poor state, the, the have-nots, and demanding changes. We've got to be able to put our money where our mouth is. And so I really firmly believe 
that Bitcoin is going to allow us to do those sorts of things. And these plans that they have uh, to really stifle cryptocurrency innovation, to stifle the opportunity for us to be self-sovereign and spend our money where we need to spend our money is a problem. And so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am choosing Bitcoin. I am choosing gold. I'm not choosing the bank per se for savings. I am looking at what has been store value for 5,000 years. And I'm also looking at what is store value for me right now in today. What is most effective with what's happening right now? Self-sovereignty is the only tool we are going to be able to use against what is happening to our communities, what is happening to our states, what's happening in our country, what is happening in our world, ladies and gentlemen. We have got to be able to be nimble. And you cannot be nimble, pick up and run to the bank and try to get some money out if the banks are shut down or if they're not allowing any transactions on their ATM machines or anything like that. We've got to start thinking strategically. And again, I am not running to you with doom and gloom. I'm talking about facts. Over the weekend, they had two banks that are in the European uh, Union that are having some issues. And ladies and gentlemen, this is real. The contagion is real. They are definitely covering up things. We're going to see this week what happens with Jerome Powell. And for those of you that are just starting to tune in and learn from me, we have some podcasts that you can go, some some radio uh, podcasts that you can go back and listen to so that you can understand what is going on with the feds raising interest rates and our government that wants the interest rates low so we can spend. You can go back and listen to that. But all of those things matter. And remember, I told you I'm talking macro things because macro, they affect the stock market. They they affect the cryptocurrency market. The amount of people that run into the cryptocurrency space right now, those are people that are pulling money. They're on the sidelines. They may have been on the sidelines only buying gold or doing, they're looking for places to put their uh, hard-earned money. And a lot of people run the treasury bonds normally. But are they running the treasury bonds right now? Kind of, sort of not, because they don't know what's actually happening with our government and the economy. And the fact that our dollars are being, of course, sold to other countries who are now saying, hey, we're implementing our own central bank digital currency. We don't actually need all the money from the United States that we used to need. That devalues our dollar. And so there's a lot of different things that are playing out that we've got to pay attention to. And so as I was looking into uh, just really how to talk to you all today, um, there the feds are strongly discouraging anybody to do business with cryptocurrency accounts because this digital dollar the digital dollar has to be rolled out we know for certain ladies and gentlemen and this is factual i will put a copy of the new press release in the underground railroad but it basically says that the federal reserve and this came out on march 15th so i'm a couple days behind on this only because I've been in Chicago and haven't been paying attention to my emails. But the Federal Reserve did a press release on March 15th that said July, their FedNow service is going to be enacted. The FedNow service, I talked about FedNow. Again, you can go back and listen to some of my previous shows to learn about FedNow. But 
in Chicago, the Federal Reserve announced that the FedNow service will start opening in July, and they provided details on the preparations for the launch. And this launch is going to happen again in July. The first week of April, they will begin doing actual formal certification of participants for launch of this service. Early adopters will complete a customer testing and certification program. And just really short, you may ask, what does a FedNow program actually look like? They're trying to compete with cryptocurrency because one of the things that we've stated that cryptocurrency allows you to do is bank 24 hours a day, seven days a week without talking to or having to get permission from a third party. That is the entire reason we utilize Bitcoin. No banks need it. I can buy whatever I want to buy peer-to-peer, online, in person, utilizing my wallet, my Bitcoin that I own as my own self-sovereign bank, myself. So the FedNow program is going to be designed to allow people to actually wire money 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and um, they can they couldn't be more excited as you know about this forthcoming fed now launch that's been in pilot i told you all about it again fed now f-e-d-n-o-w all one word and you can google it and check on it yourself and so they're offering it to the smallest and the largest uh banks from all around the country the problem is it doesn't deal with the unbanked or underbanked because a lot of our unbanked obviously individuals are not sending wires and our underbanked are sending wires but at what rate are those wires being sent out like it is astronomically expensive to send out wires they charge 30 40 60 sometimes depending on what you're going to do so uh this fed now program is working with um these new processors they've gone through all of those things everything is working just great and they are ready to implement this program so ladies and gentlemen the fed now program is here it is definitely here uh they're going to start implementing so once they implement this fed now program and i've shared this before they're going to start rolling out the central bank digital currency because they now have another on-ramp that they can utilize to do some of the things that they need to do. And this has been in the making, not just this last year, this has been the last two years. And those Fed now, the Federal Reserve Banks are developing or have developed this Fed now service to facilitate nationwide reach of instant payment services for all financial institutions globally. Um, and so right now, geographically, they're going to be around the clock every day of the year. And this is this is step one of rolling out what we see as them trying to complete compete with Bitcoin specifically uh, as it relates to transactions. But we are going to see how their flexibility actually works because this has not been tested as far as regular everyday people are concerned and people are going to have access to this thing called federal reserves fed line network which is going to service more than 10,000 financial institutions but if these institutions are failing are we still going to continue to do 
what we've done in the past, expecting different results. Ladies and gentlemen, I absolutely hope not. I absolutely hope not because that is the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting different results. You have an option. I have an option. I am utilizing the option. The option is here. The option is now. And ladies and gentlemen, we are on the cutting edge of this financial system changing up. They're changing the game. They're moving the, 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 the chess pieces on the board. And where are you going to sit to protect your king and your queen in this chess game because it's real with that ladies and gentlemen we've got a lot to talk about this is kbla talk 1580 and i am going to make sure that we talk about it today when we come forward after news sports and traffic we will continue the conversation kbla talk 1580 we may be L.A.'s newest talk station, but when you're punching above your weight, it's not about whether you can throw a punch. Can you take a punch? We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. And we don't black down. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. Hello, Joe, you're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive, and we don't black down. All right, welcome forward, welcome forward. And now we are going to do our market update because there is so much going on in this space. Bitcoin today actually hit 27,000, but right now it is at 26,525 dollars. It is up in the last hour 0.57% in the last 24 hours. It's up 7.05%. And in the last seven days, it's up 31.83%. And so what I am going to say, because there is an article that I'm going to read in just a second that says Bitcoin is one uh, against the banks, but I'm going to get to that in a second. But Ethereum right now is trading at $1,723.40. It is literally up 0.50% in the last hour. In the last 24 hours, it's up 3.92%. In the last seven days, it's up 21.05%. As I look at the market cap, which I've been doing and watching since we've been in this whole banking debacle, ladies and gentlemen, woo, our market cap is now up to $1.12 trillion. And before this whole banking debacle started, so I'm going to just tell you like this, we're up $126 billion. That's the easiest way to explain this. There has been $126 billion that has rolled into the cryptocurrency market since the beginning of this first bank failure about a week ago. So this is actually incredible information, incredible news, because it is happening. And as, as I look at all these other cryptocurrencies, as I go down, you know, they're all green because they do what? Follow the leader. And so we're not going to follow the leader. We're going to be the leader this time. And so we are in a position that, um, you know, Bitcoin is winning. And so this is a good time, a good time, a good space. I'm super excited about uh, what I'm seeing right now. And so as I went to look for news today, 
every single article was about the, the price of Bitcoin and how great it's doing. And one of these says Bitcoin is a clear winner of the U.S. banking crisis. The narratives all around these bank failures, stable coins and interest rate hikes seem strong enough to propel the price of Bitcoin. And that is coming from Coindesk. And Coindesk is just saying, now today is March 17th, but that first uh, big, big bank that failed was Silicon Valley Bank on March 10th. And since the price of Bitcoin has been on a tear in the early hours of March 10th, it was trading at around 19.6. And then as soon as they made that announcement that, you know, the bank was collapsing, and that the bank was going into FDIC receivership, people just started to purchase Bitcoin and purchase Bitcoin. It is up. And again, the value is based on what people actually feel is valuable to them or what's important to them. So if they didn't think it was value, not valuable enough, they wouldn't be buying it. In the, in the meantime, let's just go through this. Um, this narrative matters a lot really right now when it comes down to the price of assets if you don't uh understand what is going on you definitely will soon especially when federal reserve jerome powell said uh that people's expectations of inflation have a real effect on inflation and he's absolutely right so um his narrative is I think he's going to be really aggressive. Honestly, I don't, I don't even know what he's going to be able to do because they're actually wrecking the economy, but um, it it led his, his actions in the past and some of the things that are going on in the banking industry have led to this aggressive 35% uh, push and people are really, really getting more confident about being self-sovereign. This is the first time in history that people are feeling as though they have to take their money and their fate of their money into their own hands. So given Bitcoin's history, the bank failure um, is real obvious here. At least three banks have failed. As we all know, both American and non-American are failing because it's not because of Bitcoin. it's because it's not because of Bitcoin that's good for Bitcoin's price. I'll just say it that way. Uh, A lot of people are saying that these Bitcoin was the reason why a lot of these banks went belly up. That's absolutely not the case. They're over leveraged. They haven't done a lot of things right. And actually it isn't really clear right now whose fault it is, but we know it's not Bitcoin's fault. And the banks are failing due to insolvency. That has nothing to do with Bitcoin. So, um, uh, Silicon Valley Bank actually fell due to an old-fashioned bank run, and we know that. But these other banks and some of the other things that are happening with their weaknesses and their balance sheets, their poor duration of risk management, and we are going to see more and more and more. They're taking loans, and they're taking bigger loans right now to try to bail out the banks. The banks are bailing out the banks with loans and all these other things. And how long is this going to happen? These are like, in my opinion, like some of the biggest Ponzi schemes. If you're giving money to another group of people with the money that's coming in from the people at the bottom, like literally this is a big Ponzi scheme happening right before our eyes. And 
we're in we're in a uh, crisis of confidence uh, in our leadership, and that's really really apparent. And there's big wider risks that are happening. This Credit Suisse, you all probably haven't heard about the Credit Suisse. Uh, just received 50 billion Swiss francs loan from Swiss Central Bank. And that bank is holding on by the hair of its chinny chin chin. And there are 11 banks that just injected $30 billion into California uh, based regional bank, First Republic Bank. So, ladies and gentlemen, these cash injections, they got to come from somewhere. So, when we talk about bail ins, when we talk about uh, them utilizing depositors' money. So they're actually invest or they're loaning this money. It's our money that they're loaning. I know they say that they have reserves, and we made a little bit of a laugh about it the other day when we said, well, where are they getting all this money to give? And I had been screaming at the banks before because they had almost $30 billion in NSF fees. So I said they're taking, they're definitely taking taxpayers' money poor people's money and injecting in because back again, Google it. You don't have to trust me in 2020 prior to this COVID, they had taken $30 billion in NSF fees from people that didn't have money in the first place. So that's where maybe where they're getting this money from a lot of it anyway. And so uh, our fractional reserve banking system is under stress and it is rising. The stress is rising It's showing more cracks and more cracks. And ladies and gentlemen, everybody else is seeing the situation. I hope that you are really paying attention because the, this narrative goes exactly like this. As the banks fail, uh, please don't opt out of buying Bitcoin, opt out of a lot of the banking things. This narrative is going to be strong enough, in my opinion, to propel the prices. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a space right now where Bitcoin's price is thriving. Now, again, it is volatile. It goes up. It goes down. But what does not happen in Bitcoin are bank runs, bank failures, bail-ins, bailouts. None of that stuff happens in a Bitcoin space because it is 100% solvent because we are our own banks. And unless we do something to over-leverage ourselves or loan out, loan out our Bitcoin, there's nothing that can happen to us. We can control our own money. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Today. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk KBLA 1580. Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I wanted to just make sure... You know that everyone is paying attention to the news and all of the things that I have been talking about just today. Uh, the people in France have actually taken to the streets. They are protesting the age of retirement that has been changed. And as we know, when some of the banks and some of the other financial institutions are having a sort of a meltdown or closures, that has all to do with and affects the retirement funds that people uh, have in place. And so we just really want to be mindful and make sure that we're paying attention to all of these things. Again, they're on the macro, but we want to make sure that we understand what they could possibly mean for us here in the United States. And so as we move forward, I just wanted to share that we will be having 
a crypto essentials on uh, April the 8th. And we will also be having a ledger in me one, two, three coming up very soon. And we want to make sure that everybody has access to that. We are also going to be doing a mission critical uh, next week. I was going to wait for about two weeks, but based on what's happening with the banks and based on what's happening with the stock market and retirement funds and things of that sort, it is really imperative that we really get together and everyone has in order what they need in order to make it past uh, the next year or two. And I think that there's going to be a lot of fallouts and things of that sort. And I really want to lay those things out. I want to give everybody steps uh, to let them know exactly what we need to be doing and how we need to be doing it. And I'm really looking forward to ensuring that our community has the best information. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, again, just be very diligent. Uh, I will, in during this meeting, state approximately how much I'm suggesting that uh, I have in cash on hand, as well as what other assets we are actually making uh, ourselves safe with. And just after talking to some attorneys and different individuals this week, just making sure that all of our trust and all of those things are in order. So we're going to go over those things. And I am so looking forward to sharing them with you. Um, we will be doing that on the 28th. And so just stay tuned for that. I'll give you information on how you can sign up for that. The best bet right now is to go to meetup.com, meetup.com forward slash crypto plug. Again, meetup.com forward slash crypto plug. As you all know, again, I'm traveling to Chicago in the airport still right now and just really, uh, really paying attention to the news, the stock market and all of those things. And so it's imperative that we know exactly what steps we need to take. When we come forward, we'll do our daily dollar cost average. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right, and welcome forward. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my favorite time where we get into our daily dollar cost average. But before we do, I want to say to all of you that are in Chicago, I'll be there this weekend for Limitless for Women. We are also... Um, we're there. I'm going to be speaking. I'm going to be letting everybody know about this new cryptocurrency space and what they need to be doing to better themselves, because this is a limitless opportunity. I'm so excited about it. But we are also going to be hosting our Ledger and Me 123 next month in April, along with our Crypto Essentials next month. And I'm also at the end of this month going to have something, ladies and gentlemen, where we are going to actually be able to delve a little bit deeper into the actual things that you need to be investing in. So when I say gold, we're going to break down the different types of gold and what is better for what it is we're trying to accomplish. We're going to look into Bitcoin. We're going to look at how the price of Bitcoin is going to 
uh, go up or down and what we anticipate the future to look like. So we're going to do all of these things, ladies and gentlemen, and I am so excited about you being able to be a part of that with me. And uh, we're also planning for the DFR tour. So you can always go to the DFRtour.com and you can actually see what we're doing for the Digital Financial Revolution Tour. We are ensuring, ladies and gentlemen, that we are on the right path in our community to make sure that our future looks a lot better than our past. And so with that, um, we are gonna do our daily dollar cost average as we do all the time on our Black Wall Street wallet. Please take out your Black Wall Street wallet. If you have not done so, you can download it from your um, app store. And we are going to click on continue and right there on continue, which is the purple circle in the middle with the two arrows, we are going to buy, click on buy an asset. That asset is Satoshi's. Satoshi's is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, just like a penny is the smallest increment of the dollar. And we are going to hit continue. I'm going to put it in my KBLA Talk 1580 wallet. $6 worth of Satoshi's today. A DCA a day keeps poverty away. And we are going to do that. And voila, I have purchased six dollars worth of satoshis ladies and gentlemen that's all it takes if you want to start utilizing the law of saving and i'm excited about that i'm excited about you i want to thank each and every one of you for listening in today with me i am your host naja roberts and i want to thank you for rocking with me on ahead of the crypto curve and we are making way right now for the D.L. Hughley Show, so please do not touch that dial. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here. I am excited because we are creating Satoshi Millionaires. That means you hold a million Satoshis, which right now is right around $2,250. So if you've passed that, you are already a Satoshi Millionaire. But we are creating Satoshi Millionaires from individuals that just want to start small and then have something later on in life uh, to be able to look back and feel like, you know, they did the right thing. So we're creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. You're listening to Nadja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts, no underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.